Welcome to the Junk Food Lunch Break. And here we are once again. Phoenix, please give us our Junk Food Lunch Break. All right. Well, what's up, Jay and Sean? And good day to you, ladies and gents. And thanks again for tuning in to the latest installment of Junk Food Lunch Break with the F and Phoenix. Today I have more X-Men news and some Zero Dark Thirty news and much more. Are you guys ready? We're ready for it. Bring it us with it. First, let's start with some X-Men news. According to um, Ian McKellen, Gandalf beats Magneto every time. Ooh. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Did he really say that? <laughs> he really said this because, um, he, and, and, you know, he appeared on the Colbert Report this week to promote The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey. Now, here's what he said. Gandalf is more powerful than Magneto. He wins every time. The old guy will do it every time. He's 7,000 years old. He knows it all. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yep. what he said. And, he does, and you know, you gotta love certain McKellen. Seriously, you gotta love him. Oh, absolutely. Um, that's, man, that's something fanboys could debate for hours. He, he, he didn't play Dumbledore, did he? No, he did not play Dumbledore. Because <laughs> I would have been like... The guy do look like, um, from Harry Potter does look like him, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, because, you know, um, and you know, I'm not really a huge fan of the, uh, um, the Hobbit movies. I never even seen the the last three Lord of the Rings movies. So, th- as far as that debate goes, is whether or not he can kill Magneto. It is pretty interesting because there's a mutant and a seven thousand year old wizard. So, you know, put them two together in the ring and see what happens. He did kill a Balrog. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what he actually did magic wise in the books. Gandalf? Yeah. Who cares? He killed a Balrog. He lifted the whole San Francisco bridge, so, you know, you tell me. This is also true. Yeah, so, you know, that is it's pretty great. interesting having you two battle it out, you know, because, you know, as far as, like, the X-Men noobs against the, you know, the Hobbit noobs, put them together and try to debate, well, this would be, you know, this would be pretty interesting if they ever listen to this podcast. You got uh, Magneto, and then there's the ring, which is made out of a precious metal. Yeah, yeah, but, but Gandalf he, doesn't use the ring. Gandalf yeah, exactly. His powers. He's just a wizard. But Magneto could snag that fucking ring. Oh, and use it against Gandalf. Ooh, yeah. But doesn't the ring has its own powers? Maybe it could, like, kind of deflect that, ma- you know, that the powers from Magneto. Yeah, huh? uh, the ring, it the want ring to. wants to be evil. Yeah, the ring wants to be found and wants to be used. Yeah. yeah. So, so Magneto would, would just be like, yeah, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> you take... guys sound so dorky saying all this. <laughs> well, hey, you started something now. All right. Hey, hey, hey. It's good that I did give you guys something to think about. Okay, well, there's more X-Men news. For those of you in, in the Twitterverse, Brian Singer has just released his first picture from X-Men First Class. Really? Yeah, which appears... It, it's actually the script to X-Men First Class. But here's the interesting part. If you go to his Twitter page, which is at Brian Singer... If you look real closely, it appears to be the opening dialogue, which is like a quote of Charles Darwin to the film, which, you know, maybe the opening quote to what Professor X may be saying, you know, in the beginning of the, um, yeah. of the movie. Yeah, that's what he usually does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's, it can't make me anxious to see how this is going to turn out. Like, 
all together, not just the whole, you know, introduction, but like it's everything. It's, it's origin of species quotes. Well, it's just crazy to me whether because I had no interest in this. I heard they were gonna make a sequel to X Men First Class, which I didn't like very much. Oh, I hate you for that. Why are you? I'm sorry. Why'd you break my heart right now? But remember, we talked about this. I don't, you know, I don't remember. I think it's been a year since we discussed that, but it it still breaks my heart that you say. So I didn't hate it, but it's just remember I told you, like, because as an X Men fan, they just changed so much that it's almost not the same thing. It's almost something. Doesn't the comics do the same thing? Yeah. Well, well, the comic was there first, right? True. So they're going off a story that was done a while ago, which actually, well, here's a, here's what's won me. Okay, first class didn't fit any of the comics at all, but I love the fact that they're going back to the source material, and the whole point of doing Days of Future Past is that they can unite all the timelines and make all the movies make sense. Well, see, this is the thing. Because of the fact that Brian Singer is smart enough not to screw things up the way Brett Ratner did, because everybody was really truly expecting a true to the source Phoenix saga, you know, flick, and it just completely screwed it up. So you yeah. never know what happened with this movie. Absolutely, and now they're in talks with Hugh Jackman as well to do his Wolverine thing. That sounds pretty tricky. Yeah, it's uh, well, I don't think he's not gonna not do it. He loves playing him, and he plays him any chance he gets, and he loves doing it. So why wouldn't they put him in this one? Put some silver on the side of his head, and you know, he'd look great. I mean, don't you guys like? It, it seems like I'm ODing off of these this Wolverine thing. Like he has done so many movies with Wolverine. It's like I'd rather see him play Miserable. I, <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm ready for a new Wolverine. I like him, and I'm even excited about the new movie. He gets more Wolverine as he goes on, but I would like to see someone else take that. But I really want to see him go nuts like Wolverine does in the comics, though. Like he's always soft in, as Wolverine. <laughs> Never went berserk. Yeah, they've been talking about every movie they try to improve his berserker rage. So hopefully they finally get it right this time. Okay, so we was just talking about The Hobbit. There's more Hobbit news for you guys. You guys ready? Yep. Alright, well the National Board of Reviews picks its top ten in which are led by Zero Dark Thirty, but shuts out Life of Pi, Hobbit, and Master. That's okay, what's Zero Dark Thirty? Oh, you, um... You know that movie that stars Jeremy Renner, um, Catherine Bigelow? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she... Kurt Walker, yeah. Yeah, this movie um, is supposed to be about... I think it's supposed to be some sort of um, reenactment of the attack in life. Oh, that movie, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, no, no, I've totally seen that, Zero Dark Thirty. So this is like their reviews for like upcoming movies. Right, it's kind of like their, their like, favorites, like top ten you know, movies of the year or something, whatever. And Hobbit wasn't on it. It wasn't on it. That's crazy. You know, people puking at the Hobbit. Oh yeah, it was. They were showing it on some weird uh, speed or yeah. some kind of ratio or something, and it was making people throw up. Yeah. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, FFP or something. Yeah, frames standard. per second. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. You're playing it at 48 frames per second. Yeah, that sounds it, pretty slow in terms of speed. Well, they, what if you speed the camera up? Yeah, well, it's at 48 was making people sick, and they're bringing it down to 22 or something. Yeah, but how? Well, you know, this movie's going to be in IMAX and 3D, so that's going to be pretty, you know, crazy how they're going to make that work out. Yeah, it'll be intense. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, like, you know, 
You may not want to eat the whole brownie on that one. Okay, in um, Amazing Spider-Man news, um, it, it, this has actually been the huge talk of the town lately. Um, Chronicle actor Dan Han is set to play Peter Parker's best friend, Harry Osborn. You saw Chronicle. I didn't see Chronicle. You've seen it, eh? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you guys this. There are some people who are listening. They may have seen Chronicle who know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, it was dope, man. It was like it was like Akira live. Nice. Well, I'm gonna tell you this if you look on the guy's Twitter page at Dan Han, you'll see him and then you kind of imagine him as Harry Osborne, and there you go. All right, I'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Man, I thought you guys were gonna be excited about this. (laughs) No, I just, I'm not familiar with him. I don't know that one. It's cool that they're putting Harry Osborne in this one. I'm glad that it's, you know, moving on because I think they're entering. I think what they're going to do is the death of Gwen Stacy. Which well, that's actually a speculation. You never know how that's going to turn out because um, they just said that she may end up going to London for some sort of class trip. Really? So, That'd be lame because they did, they did a whole story arc really? in the beginning of Spider-Man before there was who's, Mary Jane. Who's from England? I don't know. But they did a whole... No, I- they, they actually are um, filming the movie in um, London, but I guess they're trying to set the whole premise of um, Gwen going to London yeah, in that particular town. What character okay. is from London? No one. She probably that just means that Mary Jane Marvel, comes around. Man. Think. Anybody? Excalibur. Anybody? The entire Excalibur they, team. Would they throw him in the Spider-Man no. But there was The whole speculation was that Gwen Stacy is supposed to have a trip there, so... That means that, you know, Peter gets to have this whole time with Mary Jane. You see how that sets that up? Yeah, because who's the Jamie Foxx is the bad guy? Yeah, Jamie Foxx is set to play Electro. Which, um, by the way, um, I'm a little on the fence about Fox Because, yeah, you know, he's black. But, you know, I'm black. And he doesn't come off as the person who I envision to play the character. Well, who, who do you really envision as a guy with a giant star lightning bolt? Thing on his head. He's kind of a hard character. He's a character that you kind of really have to flip around. Because well, it's looks- true, but I, the first person that I, that I would not envision is James Fox wearing a big-ass stone head. Yeah, see, I don't think they'll go with that. I don't think he'll have, like... Well, of course not, but then it's the whole skinny frame psychopath, you know, and Jamie, he's a little bit buff, and you, you know, seeing him, like... Yeah. Don an outfit and shoot lightning bolts out of his fingernails. Like, that's kind of like, wow. That's emperor shit, man. That's totally emperor shit. Well, I bet you, you know what he's trying to do? I bet you Jamie Foxx really went after this role. I bet you he really wanted it, and they were opening it up so different. Because he's trying to, he's obviously trying to stretch. He's trying to play bad guys and do some different stuff. Yeah, so, okay, then, well, on to specific Rim news. Guillermo del Toro is co-writing the sequel already. This is going to be big. This, this, they already, you know, they really are confident about this sucker, man. Yeah, it's, they have every reason to be. Like, it's it, Guillermo del Toro, it's his dream project. It's gotta be better than anything he's done. It's gonna be epically monstrous in scale. It's gotta be good. But it's gotta be monstrous at the box office. I mean, more monstrous than Hellboy. I mean, seriously. This oh, it will. Gotta- it will. It will definitely. This will be a top, this will be like a... This will be a big deal. This has been talked about for so long, and the buzz has been going on for so long. It's going to be a big, big deal. Well, you, 
you know, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but then there's always the skepticism about movies with big giant robots. I mean, you see what happens with, you know. Yeah, it's Guillermo del Toro's, uh, it's like his dream project. And it's just like a sci-fi movie, giant robots, big war and stuff, but it's his, like, you know, it's his dream movie to make. And he's put just crazy time and money and years into it and... Just it's been his fucking baby. Other people putting crazy time. Yeah, so it's just you know, so it's getting closer to it's actually you know, eventually going to be a reality. But people have just been talking because people have like saw sneak previews of these machines. And it's it's like tech. He's using technology. He's pulling a Lucas. He's using newly invented technology to make this movie. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, everybody was like, okay, then I understand that you know, Battleship was the worst concept to bring to you know life, but it's. <laughs> Special effects are pretty fucking awesome, but $200 million can't be wasted. Yeah, it's crazy it costs that much. And you don't want that to happen with this movie, because, you know, the enthusiasm is there, but, like, what about, you know, everybody going to see it? Will they go see it? I think they will. All right. Well, at least enthusiasm is there. Okay, well, you know, I got some Cat William news for you guys. <laughs> yeah, you stoners knew I had to bring some shit in about a weed enthusiast. <laughs> okay, well, you know, yeah, your, your boy Cat Williams, he flipped again. So, the Friday after Next Star, known to all of us as Money Mike, had piff slapped a Target employee, yet the employee got fired. It's so messed up. <laughs> that employee deserved it, you know? It's so Friday, though. Yeah, it is pretty Friday, <laughs> Yet, the employee got fired. <laughs> messed up. <laughs> yeah. so apparently, the guy gets pimp slapped, and on top of things, he gets fired from, with no explanation <laughs> at all. So, on TMZ, a target spokesperson confirms Forrest has been fired from the store, but explains his departure was unrelated, unrelated to the video footage that appeared online, which I think is complete bullshit. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, that's good. Hey, listen, I, I know you just slapped Cat Williams, but on a whole other unrelated matter, we gotta <laughs> let you go. <laughs> or sorry, you just got slapped by Cat Williams. Exactly. I yeah. mean, like, Jesus. I mean, you can see the video and you realize the guy was just, you know, just standing there. He was just, like, want to know what the fuck is going on. I was like, this dude, like, he's going to kill me. And then he just reached up on his tippy toes and just slapped the guy. <laughs> I'm like, seriously, good? I mean, this is, like, ridiculous. The guy gets slapped by Cat Williams and he gets fired. And they make it seem like, oh, well, it was unrelated to that. <laughs> this is retarded. I mean, I I, I, don't, I don't believe a single like these guys was just probably, you know, protecting their own asses with this one because it's embarrassing to see your employee get this <laughs> pimp right. slap from Money Mike. Where did he yeah. work? Where did he work? Target. It was Target. Target. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, I mean, just watch the video. I'm pretty sure that like. How did it go down? Was it a parking lot? No. <laughs> Like, he was a cashier. He walked up to an employee and slapped, bitch slapped the employee. And the nowhere. employee got fired. Out of nowhere. And they Out don't just nowhere. like, I mean, comes to kill a cat Like five foot five, cat Just like jumps out of the t-shirts. 
Priceless. Alright, what else you got? <laughs> Alright, well, I'm, I'm about to beat Debbie Downer this time and give you guys some sad news. Probably guys, I mean, you guys probably may notice. If not, I'll just tell you anyway. According to USA Today, the daughter of a New York City man pushed to his death onto the subway tracks in front of a train says it would have been great if someone had helped him up, but what's done is done. Now, before I explain you guys, um, I'm explaining you guys what happened. Um, if you watch the news, this guy was in an argument with a homeless guy who like pushed him on the tracks. Yep. And the guy, you know, and there was somebody taking pictures. So I'm really like, I have to say, I'm pissed off at the photographer be taking pictures of the guy instead of helping him. Yeah. Tracks. It's pretty messed up. Did you see it? I saw. It. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty messed up. Yeah, I mean, like, you, and, and, the, and what's sad is that they had pictures of the guy before he got ran over by the train. Yeah, yeah. And in his last few moments, didn't nobody help him up. And that really pissed me off every time I see it. You remember that show, uh, was it, like, uh, Taxi Cab Confessional? On HBO? I don't know what it was, I can't remember what it was on, but right. one of the dudes worked for the trains in New York. And he said, like, the worst day of work was when uh, someone got run over by a train. Oh, yeah? And they just cleared out the train station and brought his, like, anyone that he wanted to, like, bring there. Yeah. Because then when you backed off of it, that's when you died. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh. probably, like, the worst thing to probably witness when you're at work is either somebody getting shot or ran over by a bus or Trying. Yeah, yeah well, it's pretty horrific. It's probably like they the worst thing like a, to even see difference. with your very own eyes. Then nobody even help the damn guy out the track. Yeah, it's weird how people there's, freeze when they're in groups, eh? Because they were a, talking about it on our news this morning. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he's taking fucking pictures of it. Like, it's a dead carcass on the ground. Like, it's fucking pisses me off when I see stuff like that. Like, where's the sense of humility with people these days, especially in New York? Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have some Blues Brothers news I can bust as part of this news busting. Um, Dan Aykroyd is has announced a cartoon, Blues Brothers cartoon. Oh, on Cartoon Network, right? Or sorry, no, not a cartoon. It's uh, I'm kind of mixing up. This is what happened. He is uh, it's a TV show, and he's going to be on it. And it's about Elwood trying to find his real father. Because, you know, he's from an orphanage and stuff. So it's going to be a TV show. It's produced, written in Canada, but they're going to try and shop it to American networks, which never fucking works. Because yeah. our, our television is cheap and horrible. You know, That's first of all, the whole concept... First of all, the whole concept doesn't seem like it's attractive. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. But actually, it was Kevin Smith I heard talking about this. And he's the one who actually suggested it. Was He's like, he should do that as a cartoon. They did a Blues Brothers cartoon. They could have Jake come back. There's no question of anything. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. Why doesn't he just do a cartoon? I'd watch a Blues um, Brothers cartoon. You know what? I'm not too enthusiastic about the whole idea. Maybe because I'd rather see the movies instead. Like maybe the Music's old, good. 
Yeah, but no, the Blues Brothers 2000 was horrible. No, not that one. I yeah, mean, like, yeah. the first the songs that they early do in that. Huh? The songs that they do in that. Oh, a bunch of typical standards and stuff. I think Aretha came back. Aretha was in it again. And a few other people. I think... Yeah, Erica Badu was like the the voodoo, like uh, Cajun type jazzy blues singer, I guess. Yeah. Well, so yeah, good so, times. Yeah. So um, you know, I mean, it was pretty, you know, interesting, you know, trying to find out that he's still doing the blues brother thing here in Chicago as well. I don't know why he just doesn't let it go, but I know. Well, that's I think Chicago's the first place he opened House of Blues. Exactly. Yeah, and then uh, I don't think we even have one in Toronto, do we? It's weird because I know they're chained out. Yeah, it was the one in Skydome. Is there House of Blues at Skydome? Really? I don't know if or it was that Hard Rock. Hard Rock. Hard Rock was at Skydome. I don't know if it's still at Skydome. It might have Hey, you want to hear some interesting uh, hard, hard Rock trivia? Uh, hard Rock, uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. You're familiar with it, yeah? Do you have one in yeah. Chicago? Yeah. yeah, they have one downtown. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of places now, you know, there's a big one in New York and every, uh, the first one was in London. Do you know where the second one was? No. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It was the first oh, place. wow, you gotta pack yeah. yourself on the shoulder for that. So, that's pretty cool. Our hard rock's, like, hardcore. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty good indeed. So, and it's I mean, a tiny that's actually one. shocking, because that? I thought it was just American-based. No, it started in London. It's a London guy who started it. Oh, which really? is, yeah, it's a British guy who started it, which is crazy. And then it was easiest for him to come out to Toronto and open one up. And the one in Toronto is pretty, it's cool, but it's small. You can tell it's like it wasn't a big time thing when it first opened. Because it's not like a huge hard rock cafe, you know what I mean? So, like, But that's back then, right? And like now it's like pretty all over. Yeah, it's all over. Just the specific one in Toronto. If you were to go to it, you'd see it's just like a nice. It's almost yeah. Like cause a, they have one here in Chicago. It's pretty small too. It's not like all over the place, fabulous or whatnot. Yeah, it's just a typical it, it, standard looking restaurant. Yeah, I can see Chicago being fairly early on too, for sure. Yeah, I and mean, I'm trying to figure out maybe that's the third one because it seemed like all the it's like the first two. Doesn't sound like they were as attractive as the ones in California or whatnot, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Orlando and stuff, yeah. That one's and I was pretty shocked that we even had one because, like, I don't know, like, maybe I need to go out more as far as, like, this downtown Chicago more often. But, like, my it was my actually my first time seeing a Hard Rock Cafe next to this McDonald's. And but we never ate out of there, and, and it was kind of interesting knowing that th- we actually had one because it's like when you hear about restaurants and stuff like that, you always hear about it somewhere in California or on the East Coast, or yeah. you know, I don't know. It's not as McDonald's, popular. McDonald's will go there for the guy getting off work from the Hard Rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because you know probably they're just sick and tired of eating Big Macs, and they probably just like need a change of pace. Like, how far outside of, like, downtown Chicago would you say you are? Um, wow. I'm on the south side, so I think I'm, I'm not too far. So do you, like, if you were to go into, like, you know, go to downtown, would you just, like, hop on a train and go into town for a bit, you know? like Yeah, it's like... Because we're, like, five shot. stops. Yeah, it's a straight shot there. You know, it's okay. just one train Because, like, we're, like, a 25-minute or 20-minute straight train drive outside of, like, the core of downtown Toronto. 
Wow. You know, so we're like just suburbs, you know what I mean? You know, for a second I thought you were going to say downtown. I'm like, what? Toronto is like 20 minutes. It's like a 20 minute train ride. I'm like, wow. Because like, I know that you guys and I, we was always talking about like, we should like really get together and work on this junk food podcast thing and try to get everybody together, both in Canada and the U.S. and kind of like come as one and just like unite. All right then, well, I got some shout outs that I'm going to send to you guys. Well, I, well, actually, they're going to be pretty quick. Um, first, I'd like to give a shout out to Francis Fernandez, aka Sorta Geek, who is also the host of Geek Love Radio, which is part of the Junk Food Podcast Network. So you guys should check him out on Twitter. All right, then. Well, here's two more, and I'm gonna let you guys head on to handle your business. Okie dokie. All right. Um, Joe Martino, who you guys know, is the creator of the Mighty Titan. Follow him on Twitter at JGM Comics. And of course, Christian Hall, who is also the creator of Second Coming Comics, who is the distributor of Vasion, V A S I O N. And you can follow him at Second Coming Comics on Twitter. And that will be Phoenix Shoutouts of the Day. Beautiful. I would like to include another comic created shoutout. I just like to remind you all, uh, Gabe Smith at Human Under Slash Comics. Uh, the book is out; it's out and available. Um, wow. It's doing all right. Uh, he's been doing signings here and there. Check him out on Twitter. You know, we had him on the show. He was fun to talk to. So I just want to plug that out there. And uh, as always, support Intercomics. Intercomics.com. We love you guys. All right, booyah! It was.